Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Energies, 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 energies. <laughs> Welcome to Vicarious Living. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, kids. Welcome back to the Pat. Pat, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Welcome back, intern Whitney. How are you? And Barry. Doing great over here. Whitney stopped by. She said that she's Max gonna only stay for five minutes. We will see. Kids, keep us honest. If she's here over five, then we win. <laughs> then we won this bet. Okay, housekeeping pack, give our shit. Vicarious Living Pod at gmail.com and Vicarious Living Podcast on Instagram. Swag, get at us for the swag. We got it. $30 on the baseball tee, $20 on the tanks, $40 on the hooded sweatshirts. Get at us on Instagram for that shit. Okay, Pat, explain what we're doing with Beverly Hills so the kids, they know what's going on. Um, we are watching episode seven. Episode seven tonight, and how we're gonna do what four or five total parts on Beverly Hills? Yeah, we actually, um, I think for this one, and it was you who told me we leaned on our peers, uh, theringer.com. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, you found a what was it, a top 100 best 90210 episode list? Yeah, I looked at about four or five different websites, including The Ringer, because we're just going to pick like the top episodes and then do focus on that one episode for our four or five Beverly Hills parts. So this episode, number one, or number seven, was it number one on their list? It was the top one that The Ringer had for all of season one. And it's fitting because we spent all of the first Beverly Hills 90210 just, just focused on the guys. And this one was just focused on the ladies. Yeah. So I feel good about that. We'll get a nice balance to it. Um, okay. Main thing we want to do before we lose intern Whitney, though, is get her thoughts on the guys. Because we gave our thoughts on the guys and the girls last time, but I really want to figure out what the ladies... We want to pulse Lady Nation. And to do that, we have to pulse the intern. So, intern Whitney, you think... Top two hottest guys on this show are who? Jason Priestley. I don't remember. Brandon? Mm -hmm. That's Brandon. Main Main guy. Main character. And then I have no idea what the other guy's name is. Brian Austin Green. Squeaky. Yeah, he's got a high voice. Yeah. Because he's actually like 15 in the show. Yeah, he's a cutie. Well, well documented on on the last (laughs) pod. (laughs) Well documented on the last pod. I don't know if you listened back, but we were calling you out for loving Timothy Chalamet. So oh, yeah. I think you just have a, a That's thing actually for you have a thing for young boys. That one's on it. But this one doesn't count though, right? Because you do the grandfather. No, 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 no. I don't even know if it was born when this came out. Oh yeah, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> you're fine. You're yeah. fine. But he was, and he's 17 when he filmed this show. So that's to me, legal. that's a fucking gray area. And Timothy Chalamet, like, that's legal as well. Well, we found out that you, we found we looked him up, and he's like, what? what he's in his twenties. Yeah. So you skated away on that one, but there's a second where I was like, no, he's seventeen. No. Yeah, no. but dude, seventeen. I mean, give me a file. fucking break. <laughs> so Brian Austin Green, you did say that he has the seeds of being a hot guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a direct quote. Is a direct quote. 
I stand um, by that. And then, so that's a good quote. But I really want to get your thoughts on the breakdown between Priestley, Jason, and Perry slash Luke. Yeah. So I think that what we came to terms with, I put it out there. I don't know if you guys said this previous podcast. Um, I have to cop to not listening. Um, to cool. this, this particular, I've listened to many of your episodes, right. but we'll, I'm not on we'll nine be docking your yet. pay this week. Yeah, you can dock yeah, me. No pay this week, but uh, go ahead. Uh, anyway, I would say uh, they both have the James Dean vibe. Mm-hmm. Has that been said? Big, well documented. Well documented, okay. Um, but I think the real difference is in, well, definitely the four headlines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we discussed. Luke Get Perry. this guy some brickle. I, God yeah, damn. No, no, I uh, totally, totally understand. He's a little, he's an advanced age. But he's but you think that Priestley the is eyes. like because of his eyes he's hotter than Luke Perry. If you hundred percent you like, said no if they're question. if they're going on a asking you on a date, yeah. two of them are standing there. Yeah. You go. Definitely don't have to even question Priestley, no pause between him asking and me confirming. But wouldn't even have to think about it. I also said though, if he did not ask me on a date and Luke Perry did I'm probably not turning Luke Perry down. No. Even with a wrinkly forehead? Yeah. Not oh, dude. No. Because, yeah, both of them have these eyes that are just like you said. Um, Priestley's eyes are more, what, soulful? Yeah. And no, no, no. Other way. Other way. So Luke Perry's eyes are more soulful. And then what, what did I was. Uh, Priestley? Priestley just looks like. He, he looks like, like sad, but it, like very. Not, not in a bad way, like puppy dog eyes. Sad, but full of hope. Yeah. Like naive That's hope. Hopefully nice. sad. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't know, like, in those eyes, you don't know how, like, the whole world's going to come crashing down once you get he's out of innocent. high school. innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's innocent still. Like, Luke Perry's seen some stuff. Yeah. I like that. I like settling on that. But, but for me personally, I think I'd go Luke Perry. You're a big really? Luke Perry guy. Yeah, B, B was Why? swooning Why? last episode over him. I don't want to I think he just likes a bad boy. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I like but... a bad boy who, like, inside he's got a heart of gold. I mean, for me on Jason Priestley, it's just like, I mean, six in one hand, half dozen hot teen in the other. Oh, see, yeah. That's probably where we differ. Because I don't like a bad boy. Like, I don't like, I don't want to crack any shells. I'm going to throw this out there. I just want to see how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. With Priestley, I'm getting a little bit of a Frodo Baggins vibe. Like don't That's you your don't thing. don't you think he looks like? And now I'm blanking on the actor. Don't, don't Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Don't no, you think he looks I like think Elijah, Elijah Wood? Wood looks bit? creepy. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Priestley, don't put that on him. You like Priestley's both, flow too. And Good he's gorgeous. Flow. Like he's he's all. Yeah. You were smitten by that teen kitten. Smitten by that teen kitten. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Because every time he came on the screen, you were saying like, "Oh god." Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. I had to comment. Cool. I think that's good. I don't want to go over a lot of time. I don't want to go over a lot of time. I think that's good to get Pulse the teen kids, though, teen lady kids. Yeah. To figure out where we're at. Sure. You'll probably have to check. I don't represent all ladies. I just want to. No, you do. No, in this context, you absolutely do. Okay, Whitney, you don't have to say anything for this part, but before (laughs) we get into the show tonight, we were off last week. We we didn't do a pop. We We took it up. Yeah. It took Thanksgiving off. It was lovely. Had a nice little holiday. It's the first week I've had off on this podcast in literally over a year. You earned it. (laughs) But, look, I fucking love the teens so much that I wasn't just going to sit back completely on those laurels. 
<laughs> so I took those laurels. I said, I'm not going to sit on them. And I was like, what's one thing we've been talking about this whole time, which is, dude, we've got a lot of content that we've left on the cutting room floor. We sure did. Namely, at the beginning, when we're getting ourselves ready to pod. When we're heating the mics? Yeah, when we're testing mics, when we're getting shit ready. There's a lot of explosive content that I felt like last week when I had the week off, I still dug in and put together a little compilation. You did a mic check montage? Yeah. That's amazing. It's a little, it's like eight minutes. (laughs) Let Let me just explain. I initially had like an hour we've done 65 podcasts so i had over an Not hour break, but we have you wouldn't imagine we had over an hour of warming up <laughs> but we did and i've whittled it down to eight minutes so i'm gonna play it are you ready pat absolutely bring them out bring them out hey. bring them out bring them out yeah. bring them out bring them out all right and uh, per usual uh whatever fucking sucks we just edit it down. Yeah. I'll edit it. I'll get it in post. Podcast boots on. Podcast boots on. Podcast boots laced on. Seatbelt buckled. Is the microphone on? Yes. Okay. Oh, energies, 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 energies. Tito's heavy. Speak. Tito's heavy. Energy. Energies, 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 energies. Stephen went to the bank to get a bank loan full of energies. Stephen Collette brings energies to the boardwalk. Stephen Collette brings energies to the boardwalk. Energies. Oh, I can smell my fucking pit sweat. I can smell my breath. Let's go. Energies, 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 energies. Billy energies, Billy energies, Billy energies. Energies, energies, you ready to bring the energies? Oh, Lauren, are you ready to bring the energies? You know I bring them energies for the show. Energies, oh. energies, energies, <laughs> giving energy. Ah! <laughs> oh my god. That's energy. Can you see that on the screen? Look at those energies. It's physical manifestation of energy. second i'm showering give me a second i'm showering i'm definitely not beating off in the shower i'm shaving mic check gary 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 bertier gary gary did he go to the tracks and bet on the horses did gary go to the tracks gary went to the tracks buy a horse mic check one gary billy stevie hello timothy tom timothy tom steven here is steven here is steven here Where's Steven? Hot mic. Steven, 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 Steven. Steven's here. Trey, Steven. Steven's here. Drama. Drama because Steven's here. Hello, Steven Baldwin. Baldwin brothers. All the Baldwin brothers. Steven Baldwin, Steven Collette. Steven Collette, Steven Baldwin. Steven Hawking. All the Stevens. All of them. Steven went to the party and played blackjack at the party tables. Hello, hello, check microphone. Check the microphones. Check. 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 Billy, Stephen, Gary. Billy, Stephen, Gary. Billy and Gary and Stephen. All right. Gary. (laughs) Mic check one. Gary, Billy, Stephen. Gary, Billy, Stephen. Hello, check, check, check two. 
We gotta think about the fans, dude. Think about the kids. Think about the fans. Power think through. About the kids. Power through on a Saturday. Labor Day. Labor Day weekend. Gary, Steven, Billy. Gary, Steven, Billy. Gary, Steven, Billy. Mike's live. No. The mic's live. No, these are Mike checks. Mike checks. Mike's live. Mike checks. St. Charles Porter, Brown Porter, Chain Brown Porter, St. Charles Porter, Brown Porter. St. Charles Place, Pike Place Roast in Seattle, Washington, Seattle, Washington, Washington. Gloomy weather in Washington, Seattle. George Washington's cherry tree, he chopped it down and had some Snickers bars in the woods. People hello, eating hello, pizza. Hello. People eating pizza. People people eating pizza. Go fuck yourself. Rick Heisler belly button rings and nipple rings. Check, check, check. Check, check. My saw Gary. Him, I saw him. Gary is taking a dump on the geisha. Gary is taking a dump on the geisha. Jonathan Taylor Thomas worked on Tool Time with Tim Allen. Jonathan Taylor Thomas worked on Tool Time with Tim Allen. Jonathan, Billy, Steve, Gary, Steven. Steven's here. Steven's here for the gun show. Richard Steven. Ramirez. Richard Ramirez. <laughs> Richard Ramirez came with Stevie to the gun show. And they shot guns. Steven does jumping jacks in the bathroom with his parents' guitar. <clears throat> Steven Michael. Steven Michael was a musician who played Baccarat every once in a while. Gary did jumping jacks with the band from Maryland. Gary did the jumping jacks with the band from Maryland. Hello, check strudels. German strudels. Checking them off. German, German jelly strudels. German jelly strudels. Milkshakes and speed stick. Deodorant. Milkshakes and speed stick. You put them on, you drink the shakes. Peter Dinklage is an actor. Peter Dinklage is an actor of sorts. Peter Dinklage, short actor, short actor, he's not tall. That's because he's height challenged. Peter Dinklage kills it in Game of Thrones. They uh, subbed out orange for tangerine what? and sour patch, and it's the biggest mistake I've ever Let seen. Let me try one. No, they're not in this. This is an old oh, pack. I was going to say, I've never been like huge orange fan, but I, I don't like change. The so. tangerine is so bad. It tastes like the whole package has gone south. It's so bad. Ooh, we lived in a pineapple under the sea. SpongeBob SquarePants. Porcupine soup. Porcupine soup. Porcupine soup Check. in my belly. Gives you AIDS sometimes. Check. Rami Malik. <laughs> the Browns are cooler than the Bengals. Browns. The Browns buttholes are cooler than the Bengals buttholes. Orange football team's buttholes. Filibuster. Golden dragons, golden dragons, breathing fires of yellow smoldering ash. And Mordor, Mordor. Dieter wants to suck Steven's dick off. Dieter wants to suck Steven's dick off. Dieter plucks his eyebrows. Tim Tebow plays quarterback for no one. Tim Tebow plays quarterback <laughs> for no one. Tim fucked Rick and in the backyard of his basketball camp. I don't know why. Whitey Fox. Whitey Fox. Hashtag Whitey Fox. The modulations on my voice. Billy goes to the baseball game to have Cracker Jacks with his Boy Scout friends. 
Billy goes to the goat farm to see his fireman uh, friends. Check, check, check. Duke energies. Duke energies. Steven goes camping with dynamic friendships. Let's get one with me. Loosen up your brain and your lips. Say the firemen hung out at the fire station to put out fires. Then he said, how now, brown cow? How now, brown cows? Cleveland steamer. Check, check. Dirty Sanchez, check. Dirty Sanchez, check. Uh, Punami. Punani, isn't it? Punani? Was that a one? Is that a Was sex that the move? Punani? No, that's just what I think you call a vagina in other languages. Let's just start talking like normal. Do you do this with everyone or just me? I'm just getting you comfortable. Do you do this with everyone or just me? (laughs) Are you scared I'm going to fuck up? Oh. (laughs) Hey, Whitney, why don't you do a little less critiquing of me and a little more matching of your blanket and your shirt? Please. (laughs) Is this marriage now? <laughs> this is marriage. Everything's flipped. I mean, I'd like to get into some conversation about your attraction to ladies. Because I have my thoughts as a dude. That is on the table. Yeah, fucking forget this real life yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Let's get, Let's get back into it. Forget this fake life shit. Let's get into the real life shit. It's definitely a little fat, but yeah. <laughs> so that is uh, that, like I said, over an hour and a half of uh, warm ups, dude. That's amazing. So. That's like a nice little Thanksgiving present for the pod. Yeah. Are you gonna put that at the end of this episode? No, I'll just put it right there. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah, just as like a warm up. <laughs> just as a warm up. Yeah, dude. A lot. That's so. That's a peek, dude. That's a peek behind the curtains for the fucking kids. On just you know, we're professionals. That's that's how we have to get ourselves jacked up to yeah. record. You Are know? you jacked up right now? Yeah, I'm jacked. Yeah, I'm pretty jacked. I'm jacked to the tits. I'm jacked to the tits. I'm fucking jacked. So should we transition? That jackedness into Beverly Hills 90210 episode seven perfect mom. I would love to. Yeah, so essentially this is like we said, it's an all-girl episode because we look, we felt a little chauvinistic after episode one, you know? Big time. We're just talking about guys the whole time. We're like, we need to talk about some ladies. We're just guys being guys talking about guys. Yeah. So That's what are fine. we going to do? Well, we got to mix it up. What are we going to do? Mix we're, it up. We're going to fucking mix it up with a mom-daughter fashion show episode in the fucking early 90s. Huge. You cannot, and we've stated this before, you cannot have a teen drama that does not involve a fashion show. No. And this is, though, I think our first one where we've seen the moms involved. Moms actually doing the catwalk out with their daughters. I don't recall seeing that. Usually we're just seeing the teens out there. Mm-hmm. I also wrote down that this, I feel like this episode was giving us the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills before Bravo came in and made it, you know, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Right. No, it, it definitely did a little little spotlight on moms with not much to do, shitloads right. of money, and poor decision making. Yeah. So the first scene we get in this is uh, the moms go out to the pool and uh, they're just hanging out, drinking some cocktails with some bikinis on. Mm-hmm. And 
ironically, I think for the first time in VL podcast history, both podcasters sitting here in this podcast studio had zero amount of being turned on by seeing two people in bikinis. Yeah, it was it was not a good bikini look. <laughs> it was like there there's a lot of sun damaged skin. When I think of a real housewife from Beverly Hills, I think of like fake huge boobs with Botox, anorexic problem, and sun-damaged skin. They were older ladies who just should not be probably walking around in a bikini. I think that's fair to say. We're used to like a Julie Cooper. Yeah. We're not used to seeing like 50-some-year-old moms in a bikini. Right, because I think, wasn't Julie Cooper in her, like, her early 30s when they were Yeah, I think so, yeah. And these were just, these were just moms. Either way, all I want to say is this. The main mom in this episode who's wearing the really weird, like, bikini is uh, Kelly's mom. Right. Do we find out her name in this? I, like, in my notes, I just have Kelly's mom every single time. I think that's her name, Kelly's mom. I'm comfortable with that. Um, first name, Kelly's, with an apostrophe S, and then her middle name is mom, and then whatever their last name is. Mm-hmm. So should we play a clip of the what we're really going to get a taste of in this episode, which is, it's all about Kelly's mom. So let's play a clip of Kelly's mom at the beginning of this going crazy after she comes home from this date with this random guy. Here it is. Mom? Kelly. Mom, what is it? Don and I broke up last night. Well, obviously I'm not enough for him. He wants to see other women, younger ones, I'm sure. Well, it's his last. Look, do me a favor and call Eileen and uh, cancel my hair appointment. Did you dump this? No. I demand an explanation. You said that you stopped. Don't you tell me what I should or should not be doing. I am a grown woman, and I will not have my 16-year-old daughter play cop in my own house. Mom, I think you should call your sponsor. Oh, well, thanks for the advice, little Miss AA. I was just trying to help. Bad date. Date did not go well. No, but... And we were, we were thinking it was going to go well because if you remember the night before this, before, after she comes home, she lets her daughter know that don't expect me home tonight. I'm sleeping over at Don's. Yeah, uh, a little weird with all the moms just talking about how they're going to be getting plowed by random dudes to Named the daughters. Don. Named Don. Bad, bad look, but I guess that's just how they roll. Yeah. I mean, let's just say Kelly and her mom are a little close. A little probably too close. Yeah. <clears throat> the other thing I noted about that is like, Kelly's mom in all these scenes is dialing everything up to a hundred. It's not even like one or two scenes she's at a 57. She is like at a hundred in every single scene. And it just kept making me think like, hey, this is my shot. Yeah. This is my fucking shot. I know that episode seven of season one of Beverly Hills, I have one episode that I get to go in there and play Kelly's mom, and I essentially have to show every range of emotion in this scene because this this is what I'm going to be using for my acting reel moving forward. <laughs> she absolutely wins the Ryan Phillippe award for this. What's that award? Just doing too much. Oh, okay, yeah. So can we also give her the practice here award? That's what that's the yeah, the yeah. practice hero award originally given to Ryan Phillippe. 
So should we just call it the uh, the Ryan Phillippe Practice Hero Award? Yeah, she gets it. <laughs> yeah, it's not honestly. There's no debate that like, on, I I think we can just give her the Ryan Phillippe Practice Hero Award for the entire first season just after seeing her in one episode. Oh yeah, she gets it. Yeah. So um, let let's just pause on her for a second because honestly, we're probably gonna spend this entire podcast episode on fortunately or unfortunately this whole this whole podcast is going to be about kelly's mom before we do that though let's sidetrack our way into some 1990s fashion let's just pause check it okay because there's a couple things i noticed in this that uh piqued my interest one lady jeans Mm -hmm. there's a pair of jeans in the episode that these two podcasters really enjoyed Uh uh-huh yeah uh brenda AKA Shannon Doherty is wearing these jeans in this episode that are cut in all the right places. Mm-hmm. Let me say that. Two of the cuts are placed right between each of her butt cheeks. Right, 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 right. So I'm just hoping this one comes back quick. We could, I mean, what? with the with the influence that we do have as you know media personalities, I feel like maybe we can make this happen. Oh, get the right. groundswell going with the butt butt ripped jeans so like on one of our instagram posts i put one up of like both of us from behind wearing these jeans yeah mm. yeah the tough part about these is having well here's the thing through, if we're rocking these for this instagram post it, i mean these are a no underwear jean so we're gonna have to ditch those you wear underwear with jeans on the weekdays <laughs> don't you like that fucking tough-ass denim just sliding right up and down on your crotch. If I had a slit in the back right below my butt cheeks yeah. for some ventilation, I think I would love it. We should talk about, if we do make this a guy fashion on the jeans, where would we make the strategic cuts? Because like having it right below the ass, I don't think for dudes, it doesn't work as well. So I'm thinking, like, obviously right where your dick is. Yeah. That would be one strategic cut. I think what I would do to really tie the whole thing together, I would definitely do like the um, like the butt cut, like the little rip back there, and I would go with the wallet that has the chain coming out of it. Oh yeah. And so wallet into the pocket, chain going into the the little rip by my butt, coming back out, and then into like the, the part <laughs> where you cut where you cut out right in the crotch, so the chain goes back in yeah. that way and then clips onto my belt. So it looks like your wiener is just like a chain dangling chain chain dangling from your wiener attaching it to your butt yeah and it's like where's yeah. that chain going is it going into his pee hole nobody knows nobody knows but i think uh, so it's all about the mystery so i think the critical cuts for dude jeans that we're going to bring back from the 90s one in the butt two in the wiener hole we connect them with a fucking uh wallet <laughs> chain thing and then i also i think it'd be cool <laughs> if we cut the knees out too those are the only other cuts. Well, we're at it. Well, we have the scissors out. So it's as well. the four. Those are the four cuts we want in dude jeans that we want to reciprocal, make them reciprocal, come back. We'll from bring them back. Just yeah. like we did with V-necks. Yeah. Just like we did with probably some other stuff. Yeah. There's another dude fashion thing in the 90s I noticed that I got to say I've always hated, which is the gold bracelet. Oh, yeah. And I'm also pretty confident that you can only wear that gold like bracelet on your wrist if you're a dude if you have super hairy forearms. So it kind of like blends in. I just think back of any like 
like Sopranos or any TV show where there's like, you know, Italians or people who like use that fashion statement of a gold bracelet. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's always on dudes wrists who are super hairy. Yeah. No, that checks out. Yeah. I've, I feel like that's I feel science. like like as a guy, if you have any kind of wrist accessory, it should be telling you the time. I don't know. I'm I'm not a I'm just not a guy accessory guy. Yeah. Like I just I never I've never worn a watch. I've just never I mean same never here. Been into it. I don't like uh I don't like anything to jangle. I don't like to be held down. My whole team at work, they all got Fitbits right. and Nightmare. they're they're all yeah. I know. They're all <laughs> participating in like a team steps challenge. Like nothing made me more sad. Oh, wait, this is blowing my mind. There's a team building activity at work that you're not participating in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they do it where they all just wear their Fitbits and it tracks their steps. And like they asked me to do it and I was just like, why do that? <laughs> so yeah, I just I'm not an accessory guy. Look, I'm not even wearing my wedding ring, and I never do. <laughs> I never wear it. Like I, and you know, the 99 of that is so I can go out meet random chicks and hook up at bars. Right. That's 99. percent mm-hmm. But the one percent is that I just genuinely don't like wearing any accessories on my. On You're my like a streamline. Yeah, dude. It makes me more aerodynamic. If I don't have any accessories on, think about like how swift I'm walking like up and down the street and stuff. So swift. And like if I ever got into a fight, ever, mm-hmm. I'd be so quick and aerodynamic. Like yeah. a velociraptor. A velociraptor getting his ass beat. Right. In a cool way, though. Yeah. In like a stylish, cool way. Right. Yeah. Okay, back to the show. Um, Brenda. She's embarrassed by her Midwest mom, and she does not want her mom to go to this female fashion show. Right. Storyline I don't really care about, but I did just have a clip that I wanted to play, which I just noted because it was such a backhanded compliment slash invite to her mom. Here it is. Mom, I'm really sorry. I didn't think it would be anything that you wanted to do. Brenda, I don't care about the stupid fashion show. But what is it about me you suddenly find so embarrassing? Nothing. You may not believe this, but you were more Beverly Hills in Minneapolis than you are in Beverly Hills. I mean, if this fashion show was back home, you would probably be running it. Hmm. Mom, if this was back in Minneapolis... You'd be running the fashion show. But here? In Beverly Hills? No. And then somehow the mom was just like, oh, okay, cool. All good. Water under the bridge. But I thought it was still like kind of a fuck you. Yeah, if I'm that mom, I'm holding a bit of a grudge a little longer. I just, I don't have kids yet, but it's going to be weird when you get to that point where your kids definitely think they're like way cooler than you and stuff. Because I'm just going to be like, hey, fuck you, kid. Yeah. Like, fuck off. That is that that is kind of an interesting and hard thing to imagine. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like... Yeah. I don't think I'm going to have cool kids, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I think <clears> maybe that's the best way to do it. Just have lame kids, so you're always cooler than them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My kids will be so balls deep in Magic the Gathering that it's just they're never... 
and yeah. fucking their own avatars. And it's they'll just never... like, like constantly remind your kids how lame and uncool they are. So they keep them in their place and you're always cooler than them. Yeah, like I just walk up to the room and be like, what, you still playing Magic the Gathering, son? You nerd! Fucking loser. <laughs> hey, fucking nerd, bitch! Um, okay. Enough pussyfooting around it. Should we get to the fucking crux? Let's do it. It's Kelly's mom. It's it's a Kelly's mom episode, and we just need to kick it off right where um, we're really inundated into Kelly's mom and what sort of episode this is, because within 14 and a half minutes of this episode starting, they just show her waking up with her daughter standing right next to her, waking up because she's all uh, hungover from getting blacked out drunk the night before, leans over onto her nightstand, pulls out a little vial, just starts dumping out a little white powder and then just blows a line of cocaine right yeah. in front of her teenage daughter. Absolutely. Like heavy drug use. I Like it, when this came out, I don't know if there's a lot of cocaine being done on TV. Well, here's the thing. You got to keep in mind, this is 1990, dude. The 80s were like cocaine central, you know, it's like that's cocaine time. So <laughs> Kelly's just like, mom, what are you do it. I know, like, but I just need a little pick me up. It's like, funny because uh, cocaine in 1990 didn't have as much taboo as it does like in 2019. I think it was thought of as like a slightly more aggressive version of like drinking alcohol, but not like in a full on illegal substance way, just in like a, all right, mom's going a little harder. You know, she's not drinking a Coors Light. She's drinking... She's going straight for the Sky Vodka. That It was like they were treating it like that. Like, mom, just... You know, don't do the Sky Vodka, just drink the Coors Light. Don't don't blow the lines of cocaine right in front of me. Definitely weird to see your mom doing cocaine. Yeah. I to say that. So, I also wrote, if we are coming off the 80s and, you know, cocaine time, why is Kelly's mom so bad at sneaking cocaine? She is the least sneaky drug user of all time. She does it right in front of her daughter when she just wakes up in the morning, blows the line of cocaine right in front of her. And then also when they get to that fashion show, what, she goes into the bathroom? And she goes just, in the bathroom, looks underneath the stalls to see if anybody else is in there, and then just busts out her little cocaine vial at the sink. Right, doesn't even go into the stall? Nah. I feel like if I'm doing cocaine, I'm going into the stall. Nah, yeah, she's just at the sink, she dips her little fingernail in there. Yeah, and then... Gets at, caught. Gets caught by Brenda's Midwest mom... Who walks in and, um, I just gotta say, I get it, Kelly's mom is in the wrong, you know, for doing cocaine. No doubt. Out in the open at the uh, mother-daughter fashion show. Uh-huh. I get it. Yeah. But points off for Brenda's mom on how she handles that situation. Little passive-aggressive. She walks in and it's just like a... Excuse me. Oh, sorry. And then, like, immediately shuts the door and it's like... I don't know. I just feel like if I'm walking in on someone doing something nefarious, I feel like I'm going to handle it a little better. Well, here's the move. She opens the door, sees the drug activity going. At that moment, you can either go in and like confront her like, hey, uh, you're a mom. These are all of our kids. You're doing fucking blow in the bathroom. Right. What's the deal? Or you close the door and then just act like you didn't see anything. She does the halfway in between where before she closes the door, she just goes... Oh, excuse me. And then... Judgment, and then closing, judgment. Closed door. It's just like, fucking be chill. 
Uh, we get it. You're from the Midwest, but I feel like my move. I don't want to just rush out like that. Like I don't want to just go oh duh! and and because then everyone feels awkward and you've now everyone's got to feel awkward all night. I think my move is I see it, but I would never get on a pedestal and walk in and be like, "Hey man, what is what is that? Is that a white substance? Is that a, a white illegal substance?" Dude, I'm in a weird twist to this whole episode. I'm, obviously, the themes would have been different. Probably less lessons would have been, or yeah, less lessons would have been learned. But if Brenda's mom has that moment where she walks into the bathroom, Kelly's mom's in there doing blow out of her fingernail uh-huh. and she's like oh what's what's going on in here and she's like oh it's just a little pick me up it's it's good with stage fright and uh brenda's mom from the midwest is like oh oh that's cool like she's like you, you want to try something she's like oh yeah sure and then it's these yeah. moms just railing lines <laughs> at the fashion show yeah and she goes off the rails and spirals into this like full beverly hills lifestyle and like Damn. the daughters are trying to figure it out yeah, that's notes to the director. We'll we'll send those off because I feel like that those are notes for next time on like how to make it a little better. Mm-hmm. I like that version because yeah, I'm just waiting for the the Midwest mom, Brenda's mom. Yeah, when is she gonna get corrupted? Yeah, like it's it's fucking pun intended. Like, it's high time for the corruption to start. On every her. time we see Brenda's mom, she's in the kitchen, which intern Whitney pointed out. Yeah. She's got a towel slung over her shoulder and she's fucking chopping vegetables. Right. Every time you see this woman, she's chopping vegetables. Hey, look, let's not get too much in the woke police, but yeah, I'm well, with you. No, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not I saying know, I'm it from a woke you. angle. I'm saying it from a she's boring angle. Like, oh, I, I thought you were saying it from like a, they're portraying women like super shitty. No. Kind of. I mean, they they are. Like they're, because they're, to your point, they do... Again, not to get too in the if I was place, about but to... they always do show her like she's in the kitchen, she's cooking. It's like, okay, are there any more sides and layers to Brenda's mom besides the fact that she cooks dinner? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if, if I was going to come at it from a woke angle, you'd obviously see me pull out my badge. I know. Let's not I'd keep start the, badge the sirens holster. going and I'd let you know. I'd keep let you know. Badge. Here we go. Yeah. But really, it's just more like Brenda's mom is just kind of boring. I want her to come out to California and start skiing. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Skin no, lines. Yeah. Fucking white on that white powder. Let, okay, so well, I just want to go back to how I would handle it. <laughs> 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 I, I gave my options on how not to handle it. Just to cap it all off, with the Midwest mom who may or may need some more layers on her woke, woke badge away. What I will say is that the way to handle that is just go in there and, and just like smooth it over real quick. Just be like, hey, yes, we both know I saw this. I'm not, no judgment. I, I, know, I know things are crazy. Like I, no judgment from me. Like, don't worry about it. It's totally fine. Like, don't feel shitty and guilty about this. Like, we're good. Just to like make sure we're all like smooth and everything. That's how you would handle it if you saw another mom doing cocaine? Yeah, and then as soon as I got out of that bathroom, I would find the other moms and talk a whole bunch of shit behind her back. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. But in this scenario, Kelly's mom doesn't have to feel all shitty. She doesn't know I'm slinging turds behind her back. Everyone's cool. I mean, I like your reality even better than the one I laid out because then Brenda's mom is in with all the other moms because she's got some sweet gossip, Mm -hmm. you know? Dude, this is fucking, again, if we went to California, 
these are like day one things that we would just do like boom 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 to get in with like not only what we would do to get in with cool teens in Beverly Hills but what we would do if we were a mom how to get in with cool moms dude yeah these are these are simple things this is 101 this this is 101 stuff okay so Again, we're just going to keep zagging off of Kelly's mom before we get back to her because I want to zag off of her. I would never, I would never give Kelly's mom the MCITW in this episode. I would not do it. She came in way too guns blazing to get this fucking award. It's too obvious. You're better than that. Yeah, it's so egregious. I'll tell you who I would give it to, though, who really came into this episode in a real subtle way and just delivered douche all over the place. In like the span of maybe 14 total seconds. I have a couple guesses, but I'm going to let you lay it out. Well, go ahead. Guess guess who you think it might be. The dad. And this week on the Vicarious Living Podcast, it does go to the dad. That is you. Brandon's fucking dad. So, for this podcast on Beverly Hills 90210... The MCITW of the week goes to Brandon's dad. That is the Merce Cooper's Awards of the Week, brought to you by Wicklowware. W I C K L O W. Where be free and export it all your auto go wicklowware.com. Type in the promo code BLL. Check out with 10% off your order. $30 on the baseball tees, $10 on nothing, $20 on the tanks, and $40 on the hooded sweatshirts. Get out of kids if you want any of our swag. It goes to Brandon's dad this week and it is solely due to his levels of dad horniness. He's a horny dad. Oh my God, dude. I've never seen a dad this horny. I just keep thinking, if I ever had a conversation with my dad, like these clips. Boy, there sure are a lot of women around here. Dad, there's nothing but women around here. A lot of really beautiful women. I think we should grab our seats before someone figures out that we're not supposed to be here. Good idea. That's a mother. Kelly's mother. Wow, they look great. I don't believe it. Isn't that the girl who was at our house for dinner last night? Hearing my dad say some of that stuff, I don't think my stomach would physically stay in my body. I think it would, it would explode out of me. I mean, you'd be dead. I'd be dead. Yeah. If my dad came up to me and said like, hey, son, check out the ass on that 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or son, I'd really like to fuck some of these other moms, son. And you just spontaneously combust. I'd just explode. I'd just explode out of my body. It's the weirdest fucking move. I, I, I don't know how Brandon isn't just like, hey, dad, um, can you stop doing that, please? Can you stop doing what you're doing, please? My dick has retracted into my body every single time you've made a statement like this. I'll also add, while the dad is not oogling 16-year-olds, he the rest of the episode is not really explained or fleshed out, but he's composing this weird song on his keyboard. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he's really he's a really bad musician. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's doing the 80s, yeah. He's, he's just like got a keyboard and he's making a really terrible 80s song the whole time. What is it? It's like the through line with the dad for this episode. What explain what it is? Is it just like electronic keyboard? Mhm. That's like 
80s music that would it like all when you think you're a music guy when you think of 80s music what do you do you think of the well the first one and the the thing that's the biggest bummer about it is there's always a drum machine like for some reason in the 80s we decided that drums are out no actual drums there's this weird like syncopated robotic 80s drum beat that's always going and the guitars and all the other like sounds are really cheesy and just obnoxious should we play what he a little yeah play what taste play what what he's composing okay isn't there another button there i don't know i can't see one it's this one i think it's stuck it's something else to get it let's just say but yeah that's just the whole (laughs) the whole decade well i'm sure there's there's actually there is good music in the 80s but it is defined by just soulless Horrible music. Dude, so what do we think about Brandon's dad? Why did he go out there again? He got a job? He got a promote, or he got a, uh, a new job, or he got transferred or something. But it wasn't like in music, right? He It's yeah. like a job, like it's he like got an insurance guy. job yeah, he's out like there. Yeah, a business guy. So do we think that he's a music guy, that he just brought the keyboard with him from Minneapolis to go out there? Or do we think like he got out to California and he's just like... Damn. I'm doing music now. I'm getting in the scene. Yeah, I need to just quit my job in insurance and just start fucking crushing it on this keyboard. Probably. I don't know, but either way. Maybe he's gotten into some of Kelly's mom's cocaine. Yeah, dude. Brandon's dad's definitely doing cocaine. He's probably just doing it like better. Like he's. he's yeah, doing, just like a little sneakier about it. He's hiding it better. So with that, Brandon's dad. We don't even care about learning your name, and we will say, be free and explore, fuck you, get bent, bitch. Brought to you by Wicklow Wear. Okay. Go back to Kelly's mom, dude? <laughs> Why not? You know what? I actually, I gotta say, gotta give some credit, because I feel like Kelly showed me a little something in this episode. Oh yeah, she got layered up. They layered her up because up until this point, my impression of Kelly was that she was just some rich Beverly Hills hot girl who was just one dimensional like. Yeah, she's the cool popular girl in school. Everybody kind of like wants to be her. Yeah. So I thought this was the first time where they made it like, oh, damn, you know what? Rich people, they got problems just like the rest of us. Everybody's got problems. Everyone's got their now, shit. I thought, I thought, well, that's kind of like at the heart of this episode because her and Brenda are becoming friends. Brenda's from the Midwest family and she's kind of embarrassed by her family because they're, I guess, boring, mm-hmm. I'll say. Um, and she doesn't have the cool clothes. She doesn't have the cool cars and all that stuff. And she's kind of intimidated by Kelly and all these new girls because yeah. they just have this life. I think we talked about it in the first episode where they don't have a curfew. It's seemingly. a foreign life, too. Yeah, like, they're yeah. out going to clubs and all this stuff. And what we come to realize is, like, it's because Kelly's mom's just the worst. And Kelly is basically the mom of her mom. Yep. Let's play a clip of Kelly describing the pain that her mom is putting her through. You have no idea what it's like to live with an alcoholic. You probably think that everybody's family is just perfect like yours. My family is not perfect. Well, at least they're sober. And right now, that would be perfect enough for me. I just don't know what to do. I mean, 
I can't go back home and live with her like this. I know what happens. It only gets worse. So that's where I was like, layer her up. Yeah. It's just a Get her some layers. It's just a grass is always greener situation. Yeah. It's totally because Kelly's sitting there going, you know what, Brenda? I'd really like to have your situation actually because your mom is super cool and is just like a regular mom. So yes, while the Vicarious Living podcast men with their woke badges are talking about how she's always like cooking stuff in the kitchen and, mm-hmm. and all that, right now that seems pretty cool because guess what? My mom is doing fucking lines of cooking. <laughs> while she's in bed in front of me. Yeah, I think there's even a line where Brenda was complaining to her mom. She's like, Kelly's having popcorn for dinner. How, why can't I just eat popcorn? And it's like, oh, yeah, because Kelly's mom. <laughs> not making dinner because she's just like sucking she's dicks. She's getting plowed by Don. She's getting plowed by Don as she's high as fuck. Yeah, I, uh, that was a classic, like, what sounds so cool when you're younger. Like, Kelly gets to just eat popcorn for dinner. <laughs> Fucking she's living the life. We, all, we also talked about it. We didn't see him at all this episode, which I knew you were super disappointed in. Luke Perry. So let down. Uh, we talked about how his family just, like, his parents are in France. They're just never around. He lives in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And that sounds awesome. Yeah. For, like, a little bit. Yeah. Until that's just your life and you don't have parents. I think, honestly, now I'm thinking about one of the biggest reasons why this show was probably so big back when it came out was there was no internet back then. There were no cell phones. There was no way to stay connected to everyone, like, really in, you know, in different parts of the country. So I think what was so interesting probably back then was someone like us, if we were watching it, if we were teens back then, we would be like, damn fucking kids are living like that out on the west coast we'd be saying that but we'd also be saying like shit they got their own problems too everybody's got problems everyone's got got it so like um i think it was just a a cool snapshot into uh what's going on like in the west coast but i just want to play one more clip and it's um argument between kelly and her mom is this after the mom blows it at the fashion show Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, just go into that real quick because that's good context. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll, we'll take a quick stop down there. Uh, basically, Kelly's mom is the MC of this fashion show. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, clearly, she's set up as if she's like the leader of all the moms. She's like kind of the she's organizer the mom, of all dude. this charity type stuff. And so she is like got the microphone. She's announcing all the people coming down. And at a certain point, it just becomes very obvious that she's totally strung out on alcohol and cocaine (laughs) and she's just like yelling at the guy doing the light she's like can you get the spotlight out of my eyes i can't read i wonder if any of you movers and shakers out there would care to tell me exactly why women get so exploited in this town i imagine there must be one or two of you who could still stand to be with a woman after 30 but maybe i'm wrong Repeating herself. She just goes rogue. She just like goes off script and she's just (laughs) emceeing like on steroids. And uh, there's this hilarious, there's these hilarious moments where she's totally off the rails. And then you can hear all of these lines piped in from the audience watching, like all the people watching. And you just hear these whispers like, she doesn't realize she just called them. What's she doing? Like all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Great editing on that, actually. I, I always like those edits where 
someone's like freaking out and going crazy. They used to do this in the OC all the time when like Marissa was getting blacked out at like a charity event. You just hear a side comment like, oh my God, she's so drunk. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is the mom not going to do anything about this? Yeah, it's always like a super judgmental comment, but I always like it because the way that it's edited, it always makes you as the viewer think it, it accurately puts you in like the fishbowl experience of that lady who's fucking up on stage. Mm-hmm. So like if you're Kelly's mom in that scenario and you're totally going off the rails, all of a sudden your world like shrinks down into a mini fishbowl and like all those like little side whispers are like ominous, you know, they're just amplified in your head. Yeah. Like, like, what am I, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 uh, it, I like the way that's edited anyways. Um, after that, obviously shit is fucked up between Kelly and her fucking blacked out mom. So they have this big blowout argument. It all ends with like Kelly's yelling at her mom. She says this shit to her. Mom, you need help. You don't even know what okay is anymore. Don't you realize what your drinking and cocaine does to me? I am in high school, Mom. I need somebody to take care of me, to listen to my problems. I'm there for you, Kel. I'm your best friend in the whole world. I don't need a best friend. I need a mother. Mom, don't you realize what your drinking and cocaine are doing to me? (laughs) (laughs) So, it's bad. It's bad. It's not good. It's not good. The most hilarious thing, though, to me after this was... It took Kelly's mom maybe like 17 and a half minutes to do a full 180 on her entire choices in life. Yeah, 17 and a half is generous. Yeah, because it seemed like from the time it took Kelly's mom to drive from Brenda's house back to their house after that whole big blow up argument that it was maybe four blocks. Mm hmm. It's so close. Clearly, they both live in the same zip code, so it couldn't have been that long. Yeah, and they're in the same zip code, obviously. Kelly could walk home, and by the time she walked home and she kind of ran home, Kelly's mom had already gotten home, fully packed up all of her bags for rehab. Put on a big t-shirt. Put on a big t-shirt, stopped wearing all the ridiculous outfits, and had just totally seen like the air in her ways. And was reformed and ready. Well, seemingly she's still blacked out at this point, right? I don't know much about being strung out on cocaine while also combining it with just straight vodka. She probably did a couple more rails on the drive home and leveled (laughs) herself out. But apparently, by the time she got home four blocks later, she had completely sobered up. Totally ready to go to Timber Hills. Timber Hills Rehab Center. So. That was the episode. It just ends with, like, we all learned a valuable lesson. Don't do, don't mix cocaine and alcohol. Yeah, especially if you're a mom. Especially if you have a fashion show to MC. Yeah, don't do it, kids. I mean, fuck. But, yeah, I, I got the sense that early on in these Beverly Hills episodes, they're really kind of trying to find their way. And as they're trying to find their way, they're still doing this thing where... Every episode is like a mini movie. So you have these one-off storylines that you essentially have to create 
and tie off all in the span of 42 minutes. Yeah, you would think that's actually a really good point because you would think this juicy storyline could at least last three episodes, maybe. I mean, how but many? Yeah, like to, to your point, they have to build it up and wrap it up in the same 45 minute episode. A good juxtaposition is to go back to the OC. What they did with Don Atwood is they led up to her big blowout, I get drunk as fuck on seven and sevens at casino night, mm-hmm. and I fall on top of the food and the and everything goes ever like her big drunken bad night, it was we were leading up to that for like three solid episodes. Yeah, you're on pins and needles, like, uh, what's she gonna do? How's yeah. she gonna ruin this for Ryan? Like, wow, Don Atwood, that's a real wild card. <laughs> what's gonna how's she like, gonna boy, fuck can this I up? can I not wait till Don Atwood gets the hell out of the OC? Right. So it was weird to have this this mom come in and literally it's like, hey, this is your one episode. You won't even be introduced before this and we are going to give you a cocaine problem mm-hmm. and, a, and yeah. a drinking problem and then have that be completely solved all in the span of 42 minutes. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck as an actress. I'm pulling that off. I mean, to your point earlier, she came in guns blazing. She, yeah. She took care of it. But yeah, it'd be like... In the OC, if Oliver was introduced in the same episode and then oh, had the yeah. gun and had the gun meltdown at the end, right? And then they wrapped it all up and he went to jail. No, the yeah, the reason why that that Oliver thing was like a seminal moment in both of our lives was because that was like ten episodes of build on like, I swear this guy's not this guy's not right. He's not right. Something's wrong with this guy. <laughs> Why doesn't Marissa see it? Why doesn't Marissa see it? The biggest oblivious idiot of all time. Yeah, so Kelly's mom, way to go. You uh, you really brought the, the fucking heat in this episode. Are we thinking she's just going to go to Timber Hills, get totally fine, and then she's just normal? Or you, you we probably never see her again, right? I hope we never see her again. I, I'm kind of done with her. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> she blew her wad all in one episode. Like... <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm kind of good with it. So to transition, the real question is, does she get the MVP? No, she's a raging alcoholic and cocaine addict. Okay. Who does get she it? She did churn up a lot of drama, though. Yeah, she did. That's why I was wondering if, you know, for her one-off episode, which on the on the Ringer uh, network is listed as one of the top 10 episodes in Beverly Hills 90210 history... She delivered. So that's why I thought she was going to get it. Who gets it? It's tempting to give it to her, but I mean, she's already gotten one award. She's gotten the Ryan Philby Practice Hero Award. Okay. Yeah, that's that's good enough. One one award is good for her. I'm giving it to Kelly. Cool. Before Kelly for the just layers? did nothing. Yeah, that's she just did building. nothing for me. She was just kind of background in this, and she was like a, a device to like mirror Brenda's boring life, and she was a popular girl, and now she's got layers. Yeah. She's actually interesting. You're kind of rooting for her. She's going to become, like, I'm assuming a life likable character now. And at the end, she gets her mom to go to Timber Hills. Yeah, I think what they probably wanted to do is, like, all right, we're going to give her a shot. We're going to give her her Landry shot from Friday Night Lights. And we'll, we're going to see if she delivers on the emotional side of this with having a mom who's, like, addicted to cocaine. Yeah. And, and she did. I'm wondering... Um, and you might know more about this than me. If it's just like a, it was like a business thing where they didn't want her to be like a recurring character. 
Oh, but they just wanted to get Kelly in the mix? Yeah, so the, yeah. if the mom is in like more than two or three episodes, then they have to pay her like a recurring character. Oh. But if she's just in one, it's like a guest spot, and it's like pretty cheap. I don't know if it's... I'm, I'm always fascinated with that stuff. Like, what is just writing, and what's like writing mixed with the budget so, of the show, and all that stuff. So, two things. One, I know everyone gets paid per episode. There's no like bundle that you get of like oh we bring her in she's got a three episode deal i don't think that's the i i don't think you get paid like that i think it's by episode but what i think they do is they plan out like we said about dylan it was originally he's going to be in for six episodes so he gets paid for six individual episodes just like that mom got paid for one individual episode but i think they plan out how many they want you to be in and it's kind of just like do you work with the fans or do you not is there a discrepancy between a guest role and a recurring guest role like do you get a bump up i'm sure you probably do because we saw that they did that in the oc summer roberts was in the credits as she was in there as just guest starring and it just had her name at the bottom after they rolled the the whole opening montage and then like midway through season one it was probably a similar thing where they're like, we're going to have this girl be Marissa's friend for six episodes. And then the fans, just like with Dylan, were like, fuck that. We need her in the we cast. So then midway through season one, guess who's no longer guest starring and they're in the opening montage credits. Makes sense. So, but uh, to the other point, last thing we'll say on this and then we'll wrap up is I do like the idea of like Tori Spelling going like, we got to see if Kelly's got it. So Kelly's kind of in the mix now. Isn't Tori Spelling the daughter? Who <laughs> <laughs> nepotism her way into the show for no reason. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. I think Aaron Spelling. Aaron Spelling, he was like, look, we got to see if Kelly's fucking got it. So he's like, "Let we're going to give her a shot. Let's give her a drug-riddled, fucking cocaine-addicted, crazy mom. And we'll see if Kelly delivers as the emotional crux of this episode. And Look, based on her getting MVPs, I think we're going to say she did. She did. She did it. Um, real quick question to you before we wrap this up. Brandon and Andrea. So we talked about Andrea. She's the oh the, older the editor one. of the magazine. <laughs> She's the editor the of the school newspaper. And she is older than we are right now, playing a high schooler. She's the 40-year-old playing a 16-and-a-half-year-old, yeah. Her and Brandon have very good on-screen chemistry. Yeah. There's some tension there, and I don't know because we've been skipping around. Is there a relationship happening there? Is there something brewing there, or is that just they're good friends and they have good on-screen chemistry? Because she definitely has a thing for him. I think they're building it as they're going to be in a relationship, but to me it's the most unrealistic shit in the world. That would never happen. Because she's old enough to be his mom. One, she's old enough to be his mom. And then two, she's clearly like the unattractive one. I'm not, I'm saying like they have billed her in the cast as the unattractive one. But this was the episode similar to in Dawson's Creek where she was at a fashion show and she wore a dress. And they took her glasses off. Took her glasses off and, and Brent was like, oh shit. Whoa, shit. In a, a dress and no glasses? Like girl Whoa. I hang out with every single day and I'm like... What's that, a is boner she, peeking through my what's jeans? What's going on? Yeah. Is it peeking through my ripped jeans? <laughs> is it poking through my 90s Hawkeye ripped jeans with the wiener hole? Yeah. 
I don't know, dude. So, I'm not rooting for it, but it does seem like they're setting it up for that. But I'm not rooting for it. We'll see. We'll have to see. There has not been a female in this cast, honestly, who has like given me that feeling of like, oh, fuck. In a good way. I've yet to get it. There's not... There isn't. I know Kelly's That's supposed to be... T-A-H. I know. We... So, as we wrap this up, I just want to say, we've decided that Tiffany Amber Thiessen, a.k.a. Kelly Kapowski, does come into the mix midway through Beverly Hills in, like, season five. And we do just have to do one podcast where she's involved. Because... I, I like that. It's crazy. We were talking with intern Whitney, and she does not find... Kelly Kapowski attractive Appalling. and I don't think either of us we've ever simultaneously been more appalled in our life yeah at a statement <laughs> that was made more just confused you know yeah just confused and sad I mean it's really just sadness that that overtook my body when I heard it hey, look I'm not mad no I'm just disappointed mm-hmm. it's disappointing kids you know what time it is it's time to wrap up the podcast. So kids, tonight, don't you be disappointing to us. Don't disappoint us, kids. You sleep tight. You tuck on in. You have a really good night's sleep, kids. And as you go to bed, Pat, what are you going to tell them? Clear eyes, full hearts. Do less, kids. Do way less. You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You know you found us when you see a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.